Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ed Hallback Show, where I tell life stories. We have sarcasm and a lot of smart-ass remarks, although today there probably won't be many smart-ass remarks because I am going to read a story that's perfect for this time of year. It caught my attention, I think, about 12 years ago. And uh, so I'm going solo with it today. Johnny G's on vacation. There's no monkey in the studio. Thank you very much. And um, this is a story, like I said, I found many years ago. And while looking for it, I found a recent publication of it with a, uh, what do I want to say? with a prelude to the actual story. It was written by Larry Johnson. Give Larry a round of applause, please. And uh, it's called Be More Blessed to Give, How Not to Get Getting a Rifle Made Christmas Special. So I'm going to read through that today, and it'll probably only take 9, 10 minutes. Yeah, I usually jabber for 18 to 20, 23 so I will ask you if you want to use that time that you set aside to listen to the Ed Hallback story. Take another 10 minutes and think of this story and how it maybe, hmm, maybe relates to your life, not to your life, somebody else's, yada, yada. But before I start with this, I want to say thank you very much. I just checked my... Uh, my numbers. I'm very pleased with the amount of listeners I have. I will apologize again for my audio. It's a big learning curve for me, but I will get it. It will sound better if you bear with me, especially the music intro now. So without any further ado, more blessed to give how not getting a rifle made Christmas special by Larry Johnson. Christmas, back in the day, was observed quite differently than we celebrate the birth of baby Jesus today. In the 19th century, the Alabama frontier was flooded with European immigrants who migrated down from Virginia, the Carolinas, and Georgia. They brought with them many traditions of the old country. Some of these traditions are celebrated today in very different ways but we always seem to want to remember Christmas stories of our youth. The old-time Christmas. For me, that would be Larry Johnson, it was the Christmases of the early 1950s. For my parents, it was the Christmases of the 1920s and the Great Depression area. And for their parents, Christmases of the 1800s and on and on. Christmas is grounded in memories. We are fortunate today to have TV, photographs, and movies to refresh our memories. But in the days of the early settlers, the stories were handed down from generation to generation. And the theme of most of the old story centers in on the belief that it is more blessed to receive than give to, than to receive. Way to go ahead. This is perhaps supported in the biblical story of the gifts of the Magi in their homage to the ultimate gift of the infant Jesus. Gifts at Christmas were meager back in the 1800s compared to those of today, but they were no less appreciated based on the stories told about those times. Santa Claus emerged from the European stories of St. Nicholas. 
Other traditions emerged as well. Stockings or socks, if folks had them, they were hung or laid out for Santa to fill with nuts, candies, and maybe fruit. Depending on the ages of the children, a doll made of pine straw or a ball of tightly wound string covered with leather may have been included. Christmas is always a joyous time, no matter how meager or how extravagantly celebrated. There are so many stories to be told about Christmas. I am sure everyone has a favorite. I would like to share one of mine with you. Mine also, Ed Halbach, his also, Larry Johnson. This is a story about a 15-year-old boy on a cold Christmas Eve in 1881. The author of this story is unknown, but I like to think the boy who tells the narrative. I am not even sure it is a true story, but I choose to believe that it is. The story begins with the boy. Pa never had much compassion for the lazy or those who squandered their means and never had enough for necessities, but for those who were generally genuinely in need, his heart was as big as the all-outdoors. It was from him that I learned the greatest joy in life comes from giving and not receiving, he said. On Christmas Eve, 1881, the boy was down in the dumps and pouting because he knew there was no extra money for that rifle he had been wanting for Christmas. Though he knew something was up when his father went outside to hitch the team wagon which was unusual for Christmas Eve. His dad set, came inside and said, Get on your hat and coat, son. We have an errand to run. Where? the boy asked. Just come on, his father answered. Outside, they heaped a large load of firewood into the wagon, and the boy's father went into the smokehouse and came out with a large ham, some bacon, a sack of flour, and some other things. He loaded them into the wagon, and they were on their way. Along the way, the father told his son how he had gone by the widow's house a few miles down the road that day, and he noticed that she and her children did not have any wood to burn in their woodpile. He also noticed that the children did not have shoes, and their little feet were wrapped in gunny sacks. The two arrived at the widow's house and unloaded the wood. They knocked on the door. Who is it? A voice asked from the other side of the door. Just us from down the road a piece, miss, the father said. She cracked the door and after recognizing her neighbors, invited them in. She was wrapped in a quilt and the three children were huddled in a blanket before a small fire. We brought you a few things, ma'am, the dad said, putting the flour on the table. The boy deposited the meat there as well. Then the father produced a bag with some shoes in it. There was a pair for the missus and a pair for each of the three children. There was hard candy in the bag, too. Well, tears began to flow down the cheeks of the widow, she tried to speak, but the words would just not come from her trembling lips. The father told the son to go out and bring in some wood. The boy left the house with a lump in his throat and a tear in his eye. When he came back in with the wood, he was a new person. He helped his father build a grand fire to warm the little house and watch the children giggle 
while they ate their candy. The widow was finally able to say, God bless you, and I know the Lord has sent you. The children and I have been praying that he would send an angel to spare us. The boy knew it was so, and he was certain not a better man lived on his earth than his pa. On the way home, after they had gone a ways down the road, the father turned to the son and said, Son, I want you to know something. Your mom and I have been tucking a little money away all year so that we could buy you that rifle you've been wanting. But we didn't have enough. Yesterday, a man who owed me a little money from years back came by to make things square. We got real excited thinking, now we can get you that rifle. On my way home into town to buy the rifle, I saw the widow's children scratching for wood in the woodpile with their feet wrapped in rags, and I knew what I had to do. I spent the money for the shoes and little candy for those children. I hope you understand. The boy understood all right. His pa had given him much more than a rifle. He had given him the best Christmas of his life. The look on the widow's face and the smiles and the giggles of those three children. He never forgot that Christmas and the lesson he learned. It is truly more blessed to give than to receive. On behalf of myself, Ed Hallback, my wife, Johnny G, his wife, and the dang monkey, I'd like to tell you all, thank you so much for listening. Spread the word, especially about reading this episode. And Merry, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Mm-hmm.